We here are all such innovative people. So I am telling you, if you want to change the world, you're at Georgia Tech. You can do that. If you want to build the Iron Man suit, you're at Georgia Tech. You can do that. If you want to play theme music during your convocation speech like a badass, we're at Georgia Tech. We can do that. I am doing that. And we are doing this. This is the podcast known as What's the Good Word? It is a podcast about Georgia Tech athletics. It's by Georgia Tech alum and fans, and more importantly, it is for Georgia Tech alum and fans. My name is Stephen. I am the alum. His name is Joshua. He is the fan. Joshua, what's the good word? To hell with Georgia. And that's it. There you go. I like it. No I just realized I this time. I just realized I said Joshua in, and I'm not. Well, you know what? I'm not going to go down that road anyway. I got sidetracked. I got distracted. We are not going to be distracted from our task, which is to give you a lot of good Georgia Tech athletics news. And then in the second half of the show, we will dive deep into what exactly, Joshua? Well, the transfer portal has opened. And as you can imagine, in the modern day of college sports, a ton of people have already hit the portal and put their names in. And Damon Stoudemire, as the new head coach, has already put his name in a lot of hats and we're going to talk about some of the big ones that have been reported, both literally and figuratively, in terms of who he's reaching out to and the potential talent hall that he might be bringing in. You've already given me the title of this episode, The Haberdashery of the Transfer Portal, as it, as it refers to Damon Stoudemire, new coach of Georgia Tech basketball. Now, if doofuses from the misspelled canines were listening they would go have a watery and they'd be googling it but anyway so we let's get to the news before we get to the transfer portal and uh dive deep into that i believe you wanted to start off the news portion of the broadcast with podcast broadcast whatever i i gotta get I got to get my stuff together. I'm a little distracted tonight. I don't know what's going on. Why don't you tell us about Georgia Tech baseball and their latest highlights and, unfortunately, at least one low light? I will gladly do that. So we're going to start off with the midweek game that happened. Uh, they did take a bit of a tough L. They lost to Wofford 8-5 to five on their Tuesday game. Wofford. Dead gummit. Not Wofford. Uh, Wofford, it was 15-5. and five at the time of the box score being released. So it's not like they're a horrible team. So, and this is one of the truths of college baseball. Some of the smaller colleges, they can legit play. So, well, hey, baseball is one of those games where talent matters, but not nearly as much as some of the other sports. I mean, literally anybody can beat anybody. those, those, Those little puppies, I believe they're the Terrier Knights, I've come up with haberdashery and terrier knights in the first three minutes of the episode. You're Those doing, terrier knights, great. man, they they got a they they can play. So they they beat us. Hats well, off outside to of, the Wofford outside Terrier of Knights. Release pitcher, outside of the relief pitcher Zach Cohen, who only pitched a third of an inning and gave up three runs. Georgia Tech didn't do a lot of damage to anybody else, only scored two runs off of the rest of the other four pitchers that start pitched. Georgia Tech went with more of a bullpen game. Um, I don't know if it was by design or not. Cameron Hill started, gave up four runs in two innings. 
and he got yanked. And everybody else that came in, Aiden Finitary, Cody Carwile, Jackson Vaughn, and Terry Busey all gave up a run themselves. Uh, believe it or not, Jack DeLeo did hit another home run because of course he did. He did. The, the best, literally the best player in college baseball at this point. Uh, you also had a three-hit game from Christian Campbell, a two-hit game from Angelo Despina? Despina. 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 And then Stephen Reed had a three-hit game as well. So Tech got hits. I mean, they had 15 hits, but they also left a whopping 16 base runners on Holy base. Cow. Very hard to win a baseball game doing that. Uh, but that there is some good news following that. Georgia Tech had a weekend series against Clemson, and they did pull out the win. The first game was a bit of a thriller. They went 11 innings. Georgia Tech eventually pulled out the win 4-3. to three. Uh, Great, a relatively good start from Dawson Brown, the much maligned Friday night starter for the Yellow Jackets. Went four innings, did not give up a run. Uh, you also you had pretty good offensive games from once again Jack DeLeo two for five at the top of it, uh, two for five from Jack Rubenstein, and let me pull up. Sorry, I'm pulling up the recap real fast because I want to make sure I get you know whoever walked this song. I know, I know, I, sure I know, I know. Go I ahead. Know. It was me. your your favorite and mine, especially his name to say, Mr. Despina walked it off on Friday night. Absolutely. So he he did his thing in the 11th inning, and then Tech came back on Saturday and put the hurting on him, uh, won 16-3 against Clemson. It was just a blitz of offense. Um, Jack DeLeo, four hits, two home runs, two doubles, three RBIs. Um, I believe he led off the game with a home run. He also got the first home run of the season from Drew Compton. Uh, joined by homers, another homer from Jack Rubenstein and three RBIs from Christian Campbell. Having even mentioned Stephen Reed or Jackson Finley, who also had relatively decent games. Uh, Luke Schmolke actually was the starting pitcher, went five innings, gave up just three runs, uh, strike, struck out five, and then the bullpen came in and locked it down for the rest of the game. Unfortunately, they could not finish off the sweep. They lost 14 to 5 in the third game because what's a Georgia Tech home uh, weekend series without a crazy blowout one way or the other? Uh, Jackson Finley had a bit of a rough start, four and two thirds innings, four earned runs, two walks. But um, yeah, home, not, I mean, they scored, Georgia Tech scored five runs, uh, they don't have nine hits. Had uh, not not the greatest game overall. Jack DeLeo went hitless because he is human. Although he did draw what? two walks, well, his <laughs> wait, wait. percentage was five hundred. I think DeLeo played that game blindfolded. I, I, that must he went into the I think he went Clemson into the said box. no. And they I think him. Clemson said anyone but you, <laughs> anyone but you, like Roman Reigns. So it is what it is. Uh, they are playing Georgia State currently tonight. We're recording this on Tuesday. They're playing Georgia State. Followed by a weekend series with Boston College up in Chestnut Hills, Massachusetts. Fantastic. So the baseball team, I believe that that Wofford game, it, it was probably a bullpen game. It was also probably a let's get some other guys in the game, uh, let some some other players play, especially the pitchers. Probably let them get some innings. That Check doesn't count on your. Yeah, it doesn't count on your ACC schedule. I mean, it does, but it doesn't uh, on your ACC schedule. So. You know, the team's still trying to figure it out. Clearly, they can stink and hit the ball. Uh, yeah. And they're 
going to have to score 14, 15 runs some nights if they want to win. Um, quick transition to two quick golf stories. First of all, from the Pro Golf Report, it's always nice when one of your tech alum gets to say that they have tied a record that they now share with Tiger Woods. Intrigued? I will read on. This was on the ramblingwreck.com. Matt Kuchar has put together a fantastic pro career, and one of the things that he is best known for, besides being one of the most laid-back golfers and nicest guys in the world, he is a fantastic match play player. And he started, he went to the WGC Dell Technologies match play event. It's something he's played almost his entire career. And he's actually won it in the past, come in the finals in another year. And he won his opening match this year. And in doing that, he won his 36th victory in the event all time, which is tied for the record held by some per- somebody named Tiger Woods. Cooch gave a great quote, quote, getting a chance to tie any record of Tigers is an amazing thing. That's something I still find it hard to comprehend that I'm saying that I tied one of his records. I'm hugely proud and pleased. There's 300 more records that Woods holds, I'm sure, to go, but it's a fun one to be able to say you've kind of got something you tied Tiger with, which, if you know anything about Cooch, that is a very good Cooch quote. Hey, there you go. Hashtag Cooch quote. Second golf story that I did want to circle back on, I think we missed this last week, and I wanted to make sure and mention it, which is that Tech had been playing, I believe we talked about it, and they were in the middle of the event, at the Linger Longer Invitational, and they ended up tying for second overall in that event as a team. On the last day, they were four back, and they had a 700 par round of 281, and uh, they had started the day, I believe, in in fifth, I believe, and they ended the event in second place as a team. They are now ranked number 11. So the Jackets golf team just getting started, got a good tournament result and as they continue in their season. Absolutely. Go them. Well, I have football news, and it's kind of a grab bag assortment of football news to get to um, and two of the two of the pieces of news involve high schoolers who have not yet arrived at Georgia Tech. So these are guys from the 2023 class on the football team, both wide receivers, uh, and they both are track athletes at their high school. And if it doesn't work out as a football player, they do have a career as somebody who can run very fast. That is for sure. So the first one is Eric Singleton. You'll remember he was the one that was a very late flip for Georgia Tech on uh, early signing day. He set school records in both the 100-meter and 200-meter dash. They were top two performances in the United States, um, and the 100-meter dash was a sixth all-time time in Georgia history. He ran a 10.35 in the 100 and a 20.99 in the 200. So he has blazing straight-line speed. We do know this at least. Uh, the other one was Bryce Dobson, uh, the wide receiver out of Brookwood high, high School. He was in the boys' 300-meter hurdles uh, at his most recent track event. And not only did he set a personal record 
and reached the top 10 in the United States of America, at least in this, this track season, he won the event with a 37.16 time. Um, I'll be honest, I'm, you know, I, I don't follow track and field super closely. Top 10 in an entire country. Really, really impressive, all things considered. That's good. Especially when he's 6'2". I don't imagine that being, you know, I don't know. Either way. Uh, and then the other one is a relatively unfortunate news. Uh, Bryce Coon broke it first on his uh, website, The Crowded Booth. It's recently been mentioned by Ken Segura on Twitter. It appears, according to sources, that Leo Blackburn, a wide receiver that I was excited about for this coming season, uh, tore his ACL during spring practice, and he's going to be out for the year. So Leo Blackburn is the 6'5", 220-pound wide receiver. I believe he's either going to be a redshirt sophomore or a junior. He's been around, but he's dealt with a lot of injuries. This, I think this is going to be his third relatively major surgery that he'll have to go through just in his time at Tech. So the poor kid just can't can't get on the field. Uh, we wish him nothing but the best. Hopefully it's debunked. I would love for that, but uh, I, I have no reason to doubt Bryce Coon, although he did get it from, quote, sources yeah i we we wish leo blackburn the best and we hope that the rest of spring practice goes smoothly and there are literally no injuries and you just you hate that for that kid who's no longer a kid and is becoming a a fine young man and we want to see him back on the field so leo best best of luck and we hope that this gets uh like joshua said debunked speaking of football real quick if you're not following Ken Segura, uh, if you're not following, um, uh, and even though Kuhn's not as plugged in, he's still plugged in. If you, if you go to the, if you know, he's still plugged in. He's still got his yeah. sources. If you go to the crowdedbooth.com, you're going to get a lot more of his Georgia Tech stuff. He recently posted an interview with Jordan Boyd, the guy that we talked about, the linebacker that committed. Um, he got an interview with him. So uh, it's good stuff that he publishes over there. He also does Braves content if you're into that as well. And if you follow, but if you follow AJC, if you if you follow uh, Ramblin' Wreck, they will do some stuff about spring practice. You'll see some highlights. You'll see some some good things. Uh, there was a press conference uh, today. Andrew Thacker, first time in front of the press since uh, Jeff Collins had left the program. So you'll see some players. You'll see some coaches follow the spring practice. Speaking of which, the spring game April fifteenth, I believe I saw on the. Ramble Rec website, so it would be great opportunity to show the program that you are in support. I like the idea of doing, you know, the spring game has not been well attended the last couple of years. What better way to say we approve of the hiring of Brent Key after the job he did than going to uh, the spring game and checking it out. So we'll we'll be talking about that in the weeks to come. Before we get into the last story about the transfer portal and the deep dive, I do want to cover a couple of quick things. First of all, track and field. Cameron O'Neill was named the the ACC Men's Track and Field Athlete of the Week. At the Florida State Relays, O'Neill championed the men's long jump with a mark of 7.88 meters, which comes out to 25 feet, 10 and a quarter inches. His performance, that performance in the long jump currently ranks second in the entire NCAA this season and is the fourth best men's outdoor mark in Georgia Tech history. So Cameron O'Neill, keep jumping far and keep triple jumping farther. Well done, sir. 
a salute to you, sir. Also want to wrap up by saying that the women's tennis team, we will not give a ton of details. Maybe next week we've got a little more time to talk about it. But I just want to shout out the women's ten tennis team. They have climbed up to being ranked number 20th overall. They continue to climb the charts. And the reason why, Joshua, they keep winning matches. Well, that does tend to help. So to hell with Georgia and well done, Lady Jackets tennis team. Keep climbing those charts. See if you can catch the men. I, I would love that to be an internal competition between the men's and women's tennis team. Continue to keep trying to outdo each other on their way to making to the top of the mountain. All right. Wherever, wherever those, wherever they go when they're done. That's right. Reach for the stars. Show some ruthless aggression. Get in the main event of of NCAA tennis tournament. Okay, so moving on, it is time for us to spend a little bit more time on one particular story, and that is we talked about Damon Stoudemire when he was hired. We, we, we got to talk about the firing and hiring all in one week because it happened over a few days, and we kind of talked about that. There are a little bits and pieces of information that are starting to come out that might give us an idea of what Damon's strategy is very, very early. He has not even put together his staff. He has let the entire staff go to our knowledge. There's been some stories that have been released, the associate head coach, the other assistants. To our knowledge, none of the assistants of Passner are going to stay with the program. I don't know what that's going to do to the current roster of players. We still have heard nothing from any existing players, but I believe you've got uh, we've got some names that we need to talk about. I'm going to I'm going to mention four names that for sure have been mentioned and are starting to take shape of who Damon Stoudemire has approached in the transfer portal. I believe you've got a few other names. So let's go through the names first and then Same. let's. Yeah. And then let's discuss what we know. Is that that fair? Absolutely. Sounds good to me. OK. All right, so the top four names that I've seen and that we've both seen, but you know, I'm the alum, so I'm and I'm a little older, so I'm trailing. Joshua sees more on TikTok and Instagram and and Twitter and all that other stuff. So EJ Jarvis, who who tra is transferring out of Yale, John Hughley, who is transferring out of Pitt, one of their best players from a couple of years ago, and sat out after the first eight games of this season for mental wellness. Is is transferring out and looking for a new opportunity. Jordan Miner out of Merrimack College and Kowasi Reeves out of Florida. Those are the four I know of, Joshua. I believe you've got uh, and 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 we're going to focus on those four because those are the top four names, and there's a good reason why to this point why they're the top four names. But what are some of the other names you've heard? Uh, so I did a brief search of Twitter. And there was also an article published by 24-7 Sports. Uh, specifically, let me shout out the actual author because he deserves his props. He was doing great work in this article. Rod McKenzie, as always, he published an article talking about George Tech looking to close on a few portal players. Um, the ones from that article, other than the ones you mentioned, was Lampkin, uh, who 
currently has a crystal ball for Georgetown. We'll see how that goes, but he's been he, he mentioned he's he wants to go through the whole process. He's a 6'11, 263 pound center. He's a sophomore over at TCU. Um, he started all 32 games as a freshman in 2021-22. I believe he was held back by um, by injuries in the 2022-2023 season. Uh, the other one mentioned was Ball State center Peyton Sparks, 6'9", 240. Um, he was a sophomore going into the 2022-2023 season, so he'll be a junior uh, for Tech. And then the other one mentioned was 6'5 guard DJ Richards from UTSA. So, okay. And he was a freshman going into the year. So he's still very, very, very young. Uh, the other names mentioned, I'm just going to give the, the, the general ones. This is just reported on Twitter. Uh, they've heard from Georgia Tech. Um, point guard Jalen Cohn from Northern Arizona. Cameron Hunter from sorry i forgot which one this is central arkansas you also had georgetown guard primo spears and university of new hampshire forward clarence daniels the second so all of those guys have been rumored to have been contacted by georgia tech all with various levels of production experience uh different areas of the nation damon stoudemire is traversing the country as of right now correct so, so the the four that you named from Twitter are just hey, either those players or people close to those players have said that Georgia Tech has at least contacted them. Normally, the, it's the, those players that are typically reported as saying these are the guys that have reached out. But when those tweets come out, there's like ten teams listed. So. Right. So the one thing I've seen to this point, as this is being broadcast and as this is being taped, this is a lot of these players are saying hey here are the 30 schools that have reached out to me that I'm interested in. Here are the 20 school. I mean, it's lo- it's a long list that we're on. The three others that McKenzie mentioned by 24-7 sports, apart from the four that I mentioned, the Lampkin, the uh, Sparks, and Richards, is he saying anything more than, hey, there's they've at least been contacted? Or is he saying that, Hey, these three guys might fit, or these three guys are saying that. Is, is he giving anything more than what the Twitter was saying about the other four guys you mentioned? Uh, so Eddie Lampkin is specifically mentioned as one of the first guys that Sotomayor reached out to. Okay. Uh, so clearly he liked him. Uh, like I said, he's predicted to go to Georgetown as of now, but he has also said that he's 100% open and wants to go through the process and take all his visits. As for Sparks, like I said, he's already, it's reported that he's already taken 20, gotten 20 offers. Uh, he's yet to set up visits. Uh, but he's, I mean, he's got offers from Notre Dame, Ohio State, Cincinnati. Uh, as for DJ Richards, they were one of the first to reach out, but he's also heard from in-state schools, TCU, Texas A&M. And Ole Miss is another one to watch because they just hired Texas's former head coach, Chris Beard. So nothing about like, oh, Tech's a front runner. It's more of, Tech reached out, and if they were one of the first ones to reach out. So, so those the, that list of names that you just gave, and and the reason I had you give it second is we're going to focus a little more on the first four names that I gave that you saw as well. But th- yes. this list that we just covered is going to be a list that you're going to hear a lot of and a lot of names because the transfer portal is going to get filled with hundreds and hundreds of players 
and they are all going to be approached by 20 to 30 teams potentially. And te- and it seems to me that very early in this process, Damon Stoudemire is going to talk to as is going to try to reach out to as many transfer players as he possibly can. Is that a fair assessment? It sure seems he's at least doing his homework on these kids. And part of that is because it's, as considering he just got hired, it's nearly impossible for him to actually bring in new kids from high school because I was looking through the 24-7 rankings. Nobody in the top 100 outside of Bronny James is uncommitted. Most of them have signed their LOIs. Even going down to the top 150, there's like two guys that haven't committed, but most of them have crystal balls in. They, we seem to know kind of where they're leading. So getting a high, any anybody from high school is going to be nearly impossible for Damon. So the only real way for him to turn over this roster is through the transfer portal. Yeah. Now it'll be interesting because you know Blue did did release did take out his LOI because of the new coach. It'll be interesting to see if Damon gets a chance to recruit him. Oh yeah, uh, Blue was very upfront saying that he Tech was very much still in it. So yeah. he. I think he likes the school as well as he liked Josh. So right. we'll see where it goes, right? I mean, he, he, again, he made it clear Tech was still a big player. So the the other four that I mentioned that I started, and you saw these as well on the sources you looked at and multiple sources, uh, EJ Jarvis out of Yale, John Hughley from Pitt, Jordan Miner from Merrimack, and Kowasi Reeves from Florida, at least three of them, to our knowledge for sure at this point as we're recording Jarvis Hughley and and Reeves have have e- have done one of two things they've either lowered their list down to 10 or less i know EJ Jarvis just announced yesterday he had lowered his list to 8 and tech was on that list for Hughley and and Reeves they have scheduled and have either already done as of this recording or are in the midst of doing right now scheduled visits on campus with tech that's that's more than I, i've got a i've been approached by, i've been approached by tech or i've had a conversation with tech along with 20 others so yeah. you know so that's hugely- Hughley had scheduled um, his visit. It was supposed to be from the 26th to the 28th. He rescheduled it due to inclement weather. I'm not 100% sure what days it is, but yeah, he's he's coming on campus. Um, and Kowasi is kind of expected because he's a local kid. He's from Georgia. So um, right. it makes sense that Tech would get in on him. Uh, but yeah, that's it's a big deal that they're they're willing to do that. And I mean, so or especially so early in the process, having just hit the portal to basically say, I, I, I for sure want to check out this school. Yeah. And, and so as far as those four, since we, you know, and of course, as tech alum and fans, we're like, we're going to get all four. No, probably not. Um, but, you know, so I know Hughley two years ago, he was one of Pitt's, you know, key cogs, main scorer. Yeah. He's very familiar with ACC play. He started this year under Capel and about eight or nine games in, he he asked to be he asked to be allowed to not play due to mental health issues, mental wellness. I don't know what was going on, but he has now said he's ready to play again and he wanted to enter the portal. So 
That's intriguing because he's an ACC guy. Would he be interested in going to another, you know, he should be interested in going to another ACC school, a new situation. We need some beef. We need, you know, we need a banger. We, you know, the great Javon Franklin is, is unfortunately can't play anymore. And so, you know, it, we, we need some muscle and he is just a, he's just that guy. He's not a seven footer, but he, he's, he's well, legit. He's two forty, So, I mean, he, he's a, he's a bowling ball. He's a, he's a, yeah. he's a, he's got some heft. So, and Kowasi Reeves was a pretty high recruit, came out of the state of Georgia. And I think again, much like Sturdivant, much like Usher, much like we've seen, you know, and, and, um, uh, ah, the guy from Gardner Webb. I can't think of his name all of a sudden. The age is showing. Lance Terry? Yeah, thank you, Lance Terry. Golly. Kids who played high school ball in Georgia go away and, and transferring back near home is a big deal. And so perhaps that's part of it. Perhaps I think if I look at his numbers, he did not get a lot of playing time. He was a highly touted freshman who did not play a ton. And so I think he's looking for more playing time. And let's be honest, one of the appeals is Damon Stoudemire. One of the appeals is, hey, it's a new coach installing a new system and he's looking for new players. That That's the reality. Um, yeah. So that you, you get you only get one shot to do that because um, now it's going to be as he develops his system, he's going to look for specific things. But right now it's kind of I'm looking for as many players as I possibly can. The. The Jordan Minor kid out of Merrimack is interesting. He was co-player of the year and defensive player of the year in his conference. Granted, a small conference, but hey, Lance Terry showed if you can play, you can play. No, not Javon Franklin showed if you can play, you can play. I Jordan Minor. If I was putting together my power rankings or my my wish list for Georgia Tech, Jordan Minor is up there just because anybody who can be a co-player of the year and defensive player of the year. That dude can ball. I'm I'm okay with. Oh, he's going up to a higher level. He can hoop. That that'll translate. All right, I'll, he'll figure it out. Let's let's get him on. Let's get him in. I, yeah. He's the one that he's the one that I really want to see Tech grab. I'd I'd be intrigued. I, again, I know Damon is is probably talking to as many kids as he can, getting out as many offers. But he's a guy who follows analytics. He's a guy who's going to install an, an analytical system i believe in what he does that's my thought that's that's he's become a bigger fan of that over the last few years with with boston so it's going to be intriguing of kind of what is he looking for what type of player what is he trying to bring um uh, you know and and who's he going out to try and find uh in the portal i i, I believe jarvis from yale i believe is is a grad transfer? It, it, did I have that right? Or he should be, yes. Yeah, because he's like because he's listed yeah. as a senior on the 2022 page. So yeah. he'll probably be a, a one-year guy. So and this to me is a is a classic example of what I've said about football and stuff. I, I hope Jarvis ends up coming here. And and it and I believe when I looked at his list of schools, and I don't have it in front of me. But this is exactly what you should look for as this is one thing tech can do. Nobody else can do or very few other colleges can do. Here's a kid who went to Yale. Sorry, it's an Ivy League school. you got to be smart to get in. He's graduated and he's doing what I believe 
as an academic institution, the best use of the transfer portal possible. I finished my degree. I can play one more year and start my master's and get that covered as well. And where else would I rather go than, hey, I've played in the Ivy League. Let's go play in the ACC. And again, you know, and Princeton just showed Ivy League players aren't scrubs. And if you're playing a good team system, this this guy can help you. So, you know, it, it's it's going to be intriguing to see what Damon does with this. What is there anything you want to say as a as a hot sports take opinion of what as you're looking at all these names? Is it just hey, I'm throwing darts and I'm seeing what I can find, or anything you'd want to bring up that that people would go, ooh, that Joshua fan, he knows what he's talking about. I don't really, I don't really think that there's much to really add there. I mean, like we, like we mentioned before we started the segment, it's really just at this point names in a portal, right? It's 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 a bunch of bunch of names listed on a website as being available to be contacted by college programs. I yeah, I can't tell you, you know, the tech needs to get better, believe it or not. Right. And each of these guys is a different swing. A guy like Miner Hughley are grizzled veterans who have proven that they can produce at high levels. A guy like Kowasi is a really great athlete who had a lot of hype coming out of high school and hasn't fully translated to the college game yet. He's relatively similar to um, Jordan Usher when Tech brought him in. Yeah. In terms of the pedigree and the athleticism, but it just hasn't fully, you know, come through. Um, and then all the other names, I mean, it's a mixture of, you know, FCS, lower level guys making a jump up. And there's probably going to be a few guys. Tech might get involved in the Caleb Love sweepstakes. He was one of the big ones that just hit the portal from UNC. Uh, we'll see what happens. Again, I Tech needs point guards, shot makers, centers. And tech, there's not, no player that's hitting the portal. Tech is going to turn their nose up and go – no, we're too good for you. Well, and and I think I think the other thing that we're going to watch unfold over the coming months is Damon Stoudemire has to decide who he wants to re-recruit on the existing roster. You know, Pat, Josh finished the year playing six guys. Uh, I think Davon Smith was hurt, and he would have been the seventh. He and now I don't know if he I don't know what happened, why he didn't get back on the court, if he stayed hurt or what. But I think he had six or seven guys he was playing. Almost all of them are coming back. Does he re-recruit those guys? You know, what about Fred Pauls and Kirill? You know, they're freshmen. What about Jordan Mecca? What you know, does he who does he re-recruit and who does he say you need to go? Um he, one of the reasons he was hired is he's got all these connections. James Forrest with the AAU connection. He's got AAU connections. He's got connections in, through Arizona. He's got connections through his time in Memphis. He's got his connections through, you know, the NBA. Who does he know? Can he bring in a, you know, Josh Passner brought in Josh Okogie as a kind of unknown, and Josh Okogie blossomed into an NBA player. Can Damon Stoudemire find, does he have a connection with someone for a community college or someone coming out of a, a junior college, uh, more junior college, sorry, but someone coming out of NAIA junior college or an AAU connection of some, you know, somebody that's going to fit his system and kind of blossom under our noses and and surprise us. That's one of the things we wanted to hire and they talked about him. So he's got a shot, but 
The other thing he's got is he's got three solid sophomores who finished the year pretty good against some average ACC competition. So what's he going to have when he starts up? This is going to be an interesting process, and it's one we want to follow and we want to talk about and we want to give him every chance to succeed. But maybe we can figure out what he's trying to do or maybe we can just make wild, obnoxious comments, which is what alum and fans do, right? I know what he's trying to do. What's he trying to do? Win basketball games. And how will he do that? By scoring more points than the other team. (laughs) And with that fantastic analysis, I think we better wrap it up. Joshua, for those people who want to be a part of this show and give even better insight than what you just gave, how do they get in touch with us and and how do they talk to us so that we can bring them on the show? Since shoot me an email, my email is Joshua Julian 26 at outlook.com. Julian is spelled J U L I A N uh, Joshua Julian 26 at outlook.com. If you want to become a friend of the show, shoot us an email and we will read your hot take on the air. We're going to wrap up with a little business. I need to give a shout out to SouthGeorgiaTV.com for giving you a little work this semester. Uh, you got a chance to talk to Senator John Ossoff. Did you did you ask him the most important question that you could have possibly asked him? And did because I'm betting he did not have the bet the right answer and is not going to become a fan of the show. I wish he would, but. You know, did you got to interview Senator Ossoff? And and if you could have one more question to ask him in that interview, what would you have asked him? Other than having to ask him about uh, military installations and funding for Moody Air Force Base, I would have asked him a very simple question that would have alienated a lot of people within his state. But in all fairness, probably not people that voted for him. Uh, and that is simply, what is the good word? Because we would have answered that question the right way, which is to hell with Georgia. 